Sexy Marriage Radio with Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris, where we are talking about love and life and marriage and obviously sex. Sex. We are glad you're here and chose to join us again. And we hope that what we offer will help you ramp up your relationship and make it something maybe you've never even thought you could have. Something better than anything else in this world. You can find us at sexymarriageradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. So you can send us emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com or you can call our feedback line at 615-56-SEXY-SIX. <laughs> I would say the numbers, but there's, I, there's no way I know it. Don't remember the numbers? Well, that is nope. 615-567-3996. <laughs> and we'd love to hear what's on your mind or any questions that you may have that we can speak on. Yes, because we want husbands loving wives and wives loving their husbands. And this week, Corey, I heard a husband calling in um, when his wife was having an emergency. It was such a case of chivalry. Chivalry in action, huh? Chivalry in action. What's your emergency? Yeah, um, my wife got attacked by a warthog real bad, and I need someone to come up with an ambulance and pick her up. Okay, sir, uh, can you give me your address? Uh, yeah, we're at 1825 Eucalyptus Drive. Okay, could you spell that for me, sir? Uh, I, I'm going to drag her on over to Oak Street, and you can pick her up there. <laughs> yes! Chivalry is not Her dead. for the Southern Mail. <laughs> it's so not nice making fun of my neighbors like that. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know what to do with that one. Or where to go from there? I'll tell you where we want to go. You know, this poor husband was in charge of taking care of his wife. And um, he, no, he, he didn't know how to spell eucalyptus. Whatever. We want to talk about how to take care of our spouse emotionally, physically, sexually. And one of the biggest hindrances to a powerful intimate life has to do with our own sexual confidence or lack of confidence. So that is actually what I would love to talk about today. That's Corey. a good one because com- our, our confidence, and if you want to keep it in the sexual arena, we can, but confidence in general impacts our entire life. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, so how, how, how we feel about whatever it is we're doing will impact the outcome of it. Right. And some of us have long histories of not being confident in life. A lot of our listeners describe themselves as shy and um, that shyness carries over into their relationships. So um, let's let's talk about men and women and um, how we can boost our confidence. Okay. And so, because we've had a couple of emails on this mm-hmm. and we've done a show or two about this on the idea of how to be more attractive to your spouse. So we can refer some people to past shows because we've right. we've touched on this issue some because I think this I think what we're talking about here is more than the idea of just well just act confident you know or just yeah. you know the fake it till you make it mindset and especially combating things that suddenly trigger your insecurities yeah because think of the world we live in at least in the states I mean I know I know where I live in Texas 
in the northern part of Dallas, you know, the northern suburbs, it's, it's typically tied to affluence. And there's, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of beautiful people here. Yeah. And so there's a lot of comparison right. going on that it's, it's pretty hard to get away from. Well, yeah. And on the West Coast, you know, Southern California, where yeah. my husband's from, not only are they all the beautiful people, you know, tend to be the leanest and, and quote, healthiest in the country. But if you hang out in California, they'll tend to be the least dressed. Yeah. <laughs> Most <laughs> see, shopping, grocery shopping in a bikini is just really not out of, yeah. out of culture. So it's, it's so it's real difficult then to go through life with blinders on. And not be influenced by what we see. Right. And one of our listeners wrote in and said, well, how do I respond as a Christian wife when I see women, and she mentioned on in the movies, on TV, or even just around her in public when she's with her husband and he finds them attractive? You know, what's her response supposed to be? Because she feels like she ends up shutting down. He sees her and feels her shut down emotionally and everything just out of comparing herself and feeling insecure. So I think that's very relatable. Absolutely. For a woman. Well, I I think it is on both sides because if you continue with that analogy of if I'm walking along with my wife and she sees me notice someone else. Obviously, if I stay on the someone else, that creates a whole different issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if I just stand there and, and just stare, <laughs> right? You know, or do the whole look up and down and, and all of that mess, then that that's a different idea. That's a blatant, I'm checking out someone else in front of or right beside of my wife. But if I that's just... Pretty, that would be rude. I would Yeah. Just, but like, if I just should... notice somebody, which is going to happen, sure, then... And I see her react with some sort of an insecurity or whatever. There could be a tendency of for me to, oh, well, now I have to make sure I don't give any hint of what I'm doing. So I either have to be more secretive of noticing people, which I can't avoid anyway, or I have to cater to her possibly to help her feel better, which is going to create an emotional propping up that's going to cause problems down the road. Because is that exhausting? If, it let's say it, it sure can be. I'm that woman. Yeah, it sure it sure can be because yeah, it's one of those. Exhausting? It's walking on eggshells. And whenever and anybody can relate to this, whenever you've had an issue in your marriage or in your family, and you come home and the issue is still unresolved, but it's at the heat of the issue, you know, so there's major tension and turmoil going on. You typically are walking on eggshells for a little while until you sort some things out. And that's what that's creating as a lifestyle, is a walking on eggshells. So I want to make sure that me does not influence or impact other people, which that's an impossibility. So right. there's benefit I'm, to addressing this issue head on. And Boy, absolutely. <clears throat> because there's, I, it, it's easy. You could try to hide. You know, I think one of the emailers mentioned I, I find myself wanting to just hide in baggy clothes all the time because I have major confidence issues going on. Exactly. And so right. I don't like the way I look, so I'd rather hide. So if we're hiding in baggy clothes all, all the time, that means we're feeding a self-image that we are not sexy. So right. it's very difficult then to remove the clothes and suddenly be all sexy and empowered sure. to to our maid. 
So this is a huge um, topic, and I can think of a business that I coached one time, and and the husband was the sole proprietor or owner of this business, and his wife ran the office, and she was way, way out of her gifting, but she did it specifically so she could keep her eye on him and watch how he interacted with everybody, and her absolute insecurity just made everybody so uncomfortable there's no way that if people outside of yourself can speak the confidence that you need right into you right so you're going you're going to see their actions the way that you have already made up your mind right so um i i um have some advice for that go you know, for when it we're, when we're looking at these other women because i know and i mean it's been years and some ways, but other ways not. I know when, if if I'm not getting much response out of my husband, and then suddenly, you know, one of the cute little gym rats <laughs> sees him out, and his face lights up, and he's like, "Hey, you know, that's annoying." Yeah. So, um, let's just start with this whole concept that we are not diminished in any way by somebody else's beauty. It, this is the same way in, in financial abundance or anything. If, if I look at somebody who's financially abundant and, and maybe their finances exceed mine, the, the beautiful, empowering response is to rejoice that, Hey, there's enough, there's abundance all around us. Yeah. So when we look at somebody else who's, you know, on the movies, uh, um, catching our husband's eye, the first assumption to challenge is this are you just assuming that because he sees somebody else as attractive that he sees you as unattractive yes just it, it, but Paul, it's an either you know, or just, right so if you see a girl uh, see see someone and she turns your head for whatever reason does that mean oh she's beautiful and suddenly your spouse is not right right absolutely yeah it's it's an either or because that's that idea of that's making it to where, oh, well, because she looks good on the outside, you must obviously want to be with her, not me. Whereas you have so much more foundation that's been laid with, with your spouse, so much more meaning that's been created with your spouse, that it's not just an either or. It's, it, that you can't simplify it to that little of a choice. It's a both and. Most, almost all, everything in this world, if you have an abundance mindset, is a both and. Right. When I see, when I know that Paul sees somebody beautiful, I just assume that he is glad he has a wife at home to love. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> he's glad that, wow, women are beautiful. I'm glad I have a woman. Yeah. You know, so we can change the meaning that we apply to that. And and you just ask him, does yeah. that, does she turn you on? Is there something? But if you're just acting out of this really insecure place, it's just so unsexy and it it creates all the wrong energy. Yeah. So that's the first thing is to challenge that notion. That so it's to challenge your thinking. It's, it's, it's to challenging your perception and your thinking. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that just because she's beautiful. Doesn't, doesn't, that, yeah, that doesn't mean I'm not. Yeah, and it doesn't mean I'm not attractive. Right. One time Paul and I were in Paris. <laughs> this is... Cause almost off the subject, but we're at the Moulin Rouge. Do you know what the Moulin Rouge is? Yes. <laughs> so we didn't really know what to expect. We're like 23 years old, you know. All of these topless dancers are are all all over the stage with their big Las Vegas kind of feathers. 
And I'm like, hmm, wow. So I look at him. I said, does that turn you on? <laughs> his little big old buggy eyes are bulging out of his head. He says, how could it not? <laughs> I said, all right then. But in that case, that was nice because they all had flat ballerina chests. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I, I can resemble that. <laughs> but um, sometimes it's something we don't resemble at all. We think, oh, man, you know. And then girls tend to get really competitive and it's just so catty and it's so low level performing. Yeah. Because here's something really outlandishly powerful. You ready for this? Go for it. <laughs> if this lady asked as a Christian woman, what is her response? And I have to say, if we are a Christian woman, that means that we have chosen to say yes to the greatest love story ever told. And if we're truly believing it, then we have access to supernatural, abundant, unlimited love that flows to us and around us and through us. Mm -hmm. And so we can operate in such a hugely empowering place of love that anyone we look at, we can look at any beautiful girl, whether we think she's dressed, uh, you know, to, you know, immodestly, if we want to, you know, whether she passes our judgment or whatever, rather than passing judgment, we're able to look at her and go, ah, oh, I love her. Yeah. And there goes all the insecurity. And that's, because that's the same thing. drives I've, out fear. That's the same thing I've mentioned in a prior show about a way to kind of flip the checking out women on its head as a man. Right. Of rather than, wow. You know, it's more of a drink in her beauty as a God created kind of a thing that it's man. God's made some, some great things and honor that as kind of a wow, rather than an objectification of a body. Yeah, exactly. See, I think women, I don't know if I just would speak for myself if I say that, because I would naturally do that. It's if I see a hunky guy, I don't relate to that stimulating, uh, me sexually well I, yeah that, that's the difference of visual versus triggered yeah that's that's just a different that typically the visual with women isn't as arousing to the depth it is with a man no it, think about when you go shopping with your wife if she's like most women she wants to do what to everything touch it touch try touch it on it. yeah yeah touch it well feel it yeah yeah so it's it's different but you're saying a man can choose that to choose and to look at a woman and yeah, I mean, because it's it's in the world we live in, in the society we live in, you're faced with either turning off the TV completely and not going to any movies and never leaving your home, <laughs> or learning how to acknowledge what stuff is and keep it in perspective. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I know you've mentioned um, seeing them as your own daughter or somebody's daughter yeah. or. Yeah, see, I've tried all that stuff. Of, well, yeah. That's a child of God. That's my daughter one day. That's And that stuff works. But what's worked <laughs> for me more is the idea of, wow, God's created something really beautiful right there. And just kind of move on with it. See, there you go. To me, it just feels like they're all family. If I treat people like we're all one <clears throat> family, then, you know, oh, there's... Yeah. So putting yourself in a place of love is absolutely empowering. It gets, it takes away the need to judge people. And nobody says this, but I'm convinced of it that when we look 
for what's beautiful and good and right about other people that it elevates our self-esteem. Yeah. Like people act like we need to somehow build our own self-esteem and then we'll appreciate what's right in others. I actually think that the equation can go either way. Yeah. If we see what's good about other women, then it, it builds us up as women. Yeah. And that's, and this just came to my mind of the idea of, Having the conversation with your spouse about that, if, if you see them noticing somebody and you at some point, maybe not right in the moment, because that could raise the defenses. If it's early on in this process, it could be, oh, he just got caught, you know. Uh-huh. So therefore, I wouldn't look at anything, you know. So it might take a little bit of growth to reach the point where you can just ask straight out, hey, what do you think of her? You know, kind of a thing. Or yeah. did you notice that or whatever? But it's it's more of I know my wife and I have had the conversation of of the people we run in the circle with who's who's some of the most attractive, you know that that, that you've seen that you're like wow, right. and I and I at one point I was stupid enough to name a name, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and they were like and my wife was like really it's like yeah but you know I know her too, and there's yeah. no way I'd want to be with her because I don't know her the way I know you, and. On the outside, she would be way too much high maintenance, you know, <laughs> as opposed funny. to you who I love being with. And so that's that idea of it's not either or. It's, yeah. it's, it's acknowledging the various aspects of each of you that, you know, I, I think, okay, flip this on its end. If, if I'm with my wife and she notices somebody and I see her kind of get a little jazzed. Mm-hmm. You know, she, we're out and let's say a visual, whatever is like, wow. And she gets kind of turned on. I, would I be threatened by that? Yeah. No, uh-uh. I'd be like, let's go home right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's go find a spot right now. She's juiced. Yeah. Let's go. I, I, because I get the benefit of her being turned on. <laughs> Yeah, my husband is used to me. If we're watching movies, I say it about the men or women. Oh, my gosh, he is beautiful. I say it about the girls, too. Yeah. Oh, she is so adorable. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, I I react differently to people than, than he would. I'm very expressive and, you know, affectionate and all that. But it's. Well, the other thing that can be done, and this is on both yeah. sides, is, is it's just acknowledging the importance of your sexual health. Of, of your physical health, of right. doing things that are active, exercising. And it's not necessarily exercise to make sure you have the perfect prototypical body. Yeah. It's, it's exercise so that your body is your body. Because that's the one thing that I think of that there's a woman that comes to my mind that I used to work with years and years ago. And on the, for my taste, she's not attractive. For what I look, what I would look for in a whim, in a woman. But the way she carries herself, extremely attractive because she is so comfortable in her own skin. Yeah. That it's like, man, that, and that just exudes. When you look past the objective outside, you see, wow. And that makes the outside look different. And, and a lot of it is because she's, diligent with with what she does and who she is and who she wants to become and she continues to stay that course and so don't discount the importance of being physical being you know exercising working out feeling better about you because that just feeds itself which then your spouse is going to be turned on by 
Yes, and I have to emphasize how important it is to do that working out, out of self-love and self-respect and not out of self-loathing. Right. This is, the attitude is night So, so don't put the latest issue of Cosmo and Glamour on the treadmill and say, I want to look like that. It's more yeah. workout based on what you have in mind for you. I remember Christy Brinkley looking at herself on a cover and saying, trust me, Christy Brinkley doesn't even look like this. You know, <laughs> that was a long time ago. But she's, yeah. look, it's completely uh, airbrushed. Yeah. So, yeah, just be the best you and, and being physically fit. That is so valuable both for men and women. Absolutely Physical it fitness, is. I was reading... Oh, all these reviews, a bunch of guys were talking about this book, and then Men's Health had a synopsis of it. I wonder if I wrote down, oh, The Hardness Factor. Okay. And his premise is anything that's good for your heart as a man, anything that's good for your heart is good for your penis. And so he's making the whole um, correlation between uh, your diet and and exercise mm -hmm. and supplements that will help with blood flow and just to feel good and feel like you're in control and know that you're strong and able to perform. Yeah. Let me, I'll offer this challenge. This is for men and women. I think if you take, make a commitment and a concerted effort for three weeks to work out three times each week, for sure, for, for 30 minutes, something that makes you sweat, mm -hmm. call into the show, email the show three weeks from now, and tell me you're not better off and feeling better about yourself. Absolutely. It's only nine workouts. Yep. And the beauty of getting in the habit of working out is two things. You know, just the law of physics that an object in motion tends to stay in motion. But you, number two, you get used to knowing that you can go from a, a dead standstill to sweating and enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, but if you're if you're implementing the body at rest that just always wants to stay at rest, especially I think, especially as a woman, I don't know, the thought then of going from just unaroused and, and and tired to the thought of being all aroused and frisky and sexual and, and horny and orgasmic, it sounds exhausting. Right. So that's another beauty of just knowing, hey, I know how to go from off to on. Yeah, and there's something too for men of that idea of of just sweating and doing something competitive just ups the masculine, ups the alpha. It, it, well, ups it the, literally ups the testosterone. Yeah, that's where I was heading. Thanks. It it ups <laughs> it ups just the chemicals in your body that make you feel better and feed yourself better. It ups those things. And that's I, I wrote an article a while back on alpha and beta traits. And this was targeting men. And a guy emailed in and said, well, how do I up the alpha? And I said, the easiest way to do it is do something competitive. Get on a team that competes where there's a clear winner and loser. Because yeah. you think the world we live in today, it's like we've tried to politically correct out winning and losing. <laughs> and that's not yeah. the world we live in. Everyone gets a trophy. Yeah. Well, I, I, you, you, you came in fifth place and here's your trophy that looks exactly <laughs> like the people that won. We that just drives sore. me crazy because know, that is that not is the world. That's not life. Life has winners and losers. It's just the way it is. And you got to learn. I mean, I, my daughter's been doing gymnastics. She's six, almost seven. 
And it's just really for her own coordination and her own abilities is why we're doing it now. But I told my wife two weeks ago, we got to get her in something competitive. And she's like, why? I said, well, I want her to get into something where she's got to learn how to lose Yeah. at times. And how do you handle that? Because you get that point, you know, with board games, when you got little ones at home and you're playing games, you know, my son hit a phase where if he couldn't win, he wouldn't play. Right. And, but now he will, and he's getting better at learning how to lose and then taunt when he wins. And I, I love that because that's trash talking coming from me. But it's that idea of learning how to live life with other people because there will be win- winners and losers. Yeah. And that is so important. One of my 13 year olds has just this year started playing tennis and he has typically always been the unathletic twin where Nathan's been athletic since he was born. And so after his first tennis match, Matthew just had this meltdown because he lost, he went off in the trees, you know, and, and Nathan says to us, mom, I've been learning how to lose since I was nine, Yeah, you know, give him a break. It's his first experience yeah. there. He's got to sort through it. Exactly. And add that to a relational concept. Yes. How much time, and we don't really put it in winning and losing con, no. you know, framework, but it, 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 to a degree, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's that I want to create something and initiate something where there would be a winner. She turns me down. I lost. How do I handle that? Do I pout or do I stay the course? Yeah, we promise if you'll stay the course, you'll increase your testosterone yeah. levels and have more success yeah. to win next time. So the idea of confidence comes from small victories, too. Yes. That, you know, as a woman or a man, you have different goals you set out. And maybe you're a goal-oriented to-do list person. So there's nothing more fulfilling than checking something off the list. I did it. You know, I did that today. Well, that's a victory. Celebrate it. Enjoy it. And that then, those little things create great momentum for your sexual confidence as well. Yeah, I I will admit I'm terrible at that. And I've just realized in the last year how bad I am at celebrating little victories because I have this big, you know, especially my business or whatever. Right. So, yeah, do them in your business and then in, in just everyday stuff, you know. So um, confidence there. Um, well, and- it's still, it's still that idea. I think this all boils down to the comparison. That's, that seems to be the biggest pitfall yeah. for everybody and myself included that, you know, I get across in the internet world that I'm in, you know, mm-hmm. where there's online businesses and I'm networking with people and I'm kind of hearing or, you know, everybody puts off kind of what they're creating or making, you know, what, how they're doing. And it's, and I don't really know behind the scenes what, what's true because so much of it's marketing. And so you want to give off this perception that you're so successful at what you're doing that it makes it be like, man, how come I'm not? And then you kind of get in this little pity party <laughs> world, which that's just not appealing even to myself in it. <laughs> that's so funny. We talk about that in my mastermind group all the time with my girlfriends and, you know, the with social media and with how there's just really not many secrets anymore. So you find out something. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people are full of crap. Oh, absolutely, and that's the same thing with um, you know you see couples and you think, oh mm-hmm. man, they really got it going on, and mm-hmm. then you realize behind closed doors, no, they don't. No. You know, they have the same trouble and problems that you do. Yeah, I know. 
But, so yeah. the, stop the comparison, I guess, is the best way to do it. It's just acknowledge it and then throw it in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and I'm comparing myself here. Okay. Get rid yes. Of Nobody's success diminishes your success. Right. Nobody's abundance diminishes yours. Nobody's beauty diminishes yours. A rising tide lifts all the well, and, and once you once you acknowledge the areas where you're comparing yourself, I think you can then turn that to small little victories of utilizing that for motivation or utilizing that for com for competing against something. You know, com more competing against yourself. I mean, what comes to my mind, totally different, um, not on the sex subject, but I play basketball several times a week. And there's several guys that I hate when they come out and guard me because I know they can stop me. And for a while, when I was playing, anytime they would guard me, I'd just look to give up the ball. This is like, nah, okay, <laughs> I, I I lose. You know, I can't win in this one. I'll give up the ball and then try to get a pick and switch and get back to somebody I can take. Now I recognize that in myself, and then try to con, you know, decipher situationally. Should I try to beat them or not? You know, maybe it's best if I look for somebody else, or maybe it's best. That, no, all right, I'm I may lose, but I'm still going to go after it. And, and I think if you do that relationally, you realize I'm, I, I still don't look the way I want to look. I still don't feel confident the way I want to. But I know when I start to live more fully as me, I, that my confidence will be right behind it. It'll be coming along and growing and getting better right behind it. And when I fail, I'm actually improving. You know, failure is a great way to create. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you just go quit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think of everything in this world that is good. If it's not supernatural from God, let's go out of that picture because I don't sure. think he failed when he created things. Sure. But on a human level, in a fallen world, failure is what creates what we have. You know, all the great things that have happened, they could tell you thousands of ways to not make that happen. Yeah. Because of what they learned it, along the way. But but they had a vision. Every single thing that's been created was created in an invisible realm right. first. Right. And so how you see yourself is how you're going to manifest. Um, gosh. Oh, I was thinking about the whole competitive thing and um, who you compare yourself to makes just a, a crazy difference. Right? We compare our worst features to somebody else's best features. Yeah. We compare our greatest weakness to someone else's strengths, and it's it is it gives us a really skewed view of of what's going on there. And one reason I love to watch that show—I don't watch it a lot—but when I do, it cracks me up. That what not to wear show. Have you ever seen it? No. It's very funny. Okay. So they, you know, people send in. Maybe they have a loved one who's a fashion fugitive and just dresses terribly. Okay. And so the host of this show, though. They'll like find this person on the street. They've had all this footage sent into them of the poor unsuspecting person on the street. Oh, My husband says to me, do you want me to videotape you all over town in your jogging suit? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> but um, so they take this person and it's usually at work or in front of all their friends. And so, of course, all their friends know yeah. and they play all this footage of their horrible wardrobe and how awful they are. So it's but like it's an intervention. 
it is totally an intervention. And then they take them to New York and give them $5,000 to spend on a new wardrobe and teach them how to dress for their body type and their particular style to reflect the real them. Right. It is really amazing how right. people are so transformed and they never, ever, ever act like somebody's got a flaw for their body size. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. They're just saying, you know, you've got this great feature. This this is going to play it up and it speaks to your style that likes this. Because event. they've learned more of who they are, not just what they're portraying, would you say? Yeah, I mean, it's just wild. So these people always come home, you know, and sometimes they're really embarrassed and they're really fighting and they hate this whole process and they hate their body and they hate being told what to do. And, and it, you see this whole struggle and they always have their life just changed by learning to embrace themselves and honor and present a, a beautiful self. And it's really empowering to 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 know that there's nothing wrong with you yeah. learn to embrace and celebrate if you can think i bet every single one of us can think of somebody right now who doesn't have a model perfect body but who carries himself well grooms himself well dresses well yeah and presents a, a state of power yeah and it's very attractive so it starts with i guess basically even repeating to yourself so my skin is good you know, I, I'm good in my own skin and I'm learning how to be better in my own skin. I'm I'm in process. I'm becoming. Yeah. Just pick some affirmations and make you feel good. That's why when when people call my cell phone, they hear I'm sexy and I know it. <laughs> I want them to feel good and laugh. That's good. And that that's brought up some interesting conversations because I called you once in my car and both the kids heard that song and they've heard it before but they're like what's sexy mean huh. I told them to listen to the show this is Sexy Marriage Radio Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Ferris we're glad you joined us yep so until next time we hope you'll feel great about yourself feel great about your mate and make some love see you next time <laughs> bye